0: Welcome back, everyone, to the second episode of Deep Fried Medicine. My name is Austin DiCivino. I am joined again by my amazing co-host, Stephen Rudden. Uh, Deep Fried Medicine is a podcast where we are going to try to talk about the things that we all go through, um, that we all experience, that we all see, that we all feel, that maybe we don't stop to think about in a way that we probably should. You know, we know, Stephen and I, we know that we need to take the medicine with some things in our life but we want to make sure that it's deep fried and it tastes good going down. So, Steven, episode 2. We have two more episodes than we thought we would ever have. So this is great.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're doing it.
0: Um, I'm excited to to talk today because for last week, we spent we actually spent a lot of time going over the topic and how we wanted the flow to go a lot like a lot. We spent a decent amount of time talking through everything and this week we're not doing that. Yeah, we're winging it. <laughs> we're winging it. So we have a topic that, Stephen, you you thought of. Um, I'm really excited to talk more about it. I know enough about this topic to pass by in like a happy hour conversation with a co-worker, but before it gets too deep. Um, and I'm really I'm really excited. So let's jump on in. Our first, our topic, not our first, our topic this week is going to be confirmation bias, or confirmed bias. So let's jump in.
1: To start, I would like to say, I am far from an expert as well. Can you know pass off over a dinner conversation, maybe over a happy hour, but still just something that I've always um, noticed in my life that I've always done. And it's not particularly about, or specifically about confirmation bias. It's just about blindly accepting facts and information that I've always heard and have always gone along with, whether it be from group of friends, from coworkers or from news outlets, um, I always it can apply to group think almost. Sure. Um, yeah. And particularly when you're in a group of people and everybody has an idea, you don't want to differ. You yeah. just f- go and fit the mold rather than think for yourself. Um, and now, especially now, just being that we just came out of uh, election and I don't want to make this too political, but sure, yeah. it was almost overwhelming all the different news articles and the accusations that were coming out about both candidates and whatnot. And to try and, you know, to have, be able to formulate and hold on to your own opinion, apart from what everybody was saying, I think is very important in just you becoming you sure. rather than, yeah as opposed to you know just swallowing everything that is thrown at you as far as information wise d- due to the numerous outlets.
0: So so we we discussed last week that we we feel bad for Miriam Webster because of her name. Um, I think we're gonna it's not
1: a girl, I looked that up. Oh, it was it's two, not brothers.
0: A, two brothers.
1: Two yeah, brothers? Yeah two brothers Miriam was their last name and then they bought the rights to Webster after he passed away. Webster had the dictionary. And then after he passed away in like 43 or 48, they bought the rights to it. So it was two brothers. And I guess they kept his name as paying homage.
0: All right. Well, that reality. I still love her. I don't like that. So for, for deep fried medicine, Miriam Webster is a, uh, a young whippersnapper with an unlucky name. So (laughs) according to Miriam Webster, right. If we're talking about, Confirmed bias or groupthink or confirmation bias. Like what, you know, you talked about a few different things, but what is it? Like what what is it that we're talking about?
1: Uh, uh, Particularly in confirmation bias. And if you hold on to a particular point of view and then you see, or if you're looking for information on that point of view, you could come across a news article. And then if it agrees with your point of view or aligns with it, You may put a greater influence on that, just as though if you find an opposing article, you would dismiss that more easily just because it's not confirming to what you already believe. It's a matter of self-assurance or looking for self-assurance or reinforcement for what you already think.
0: So is this, okay. So what you're saying is if I already think something, if I see something that enforces that idea or that theory yeah reinforces it it's going to reinforce it and i'm my my brain is automatically going to assign more weight to that rather than if i see something that goes against it my brain will automatically try to discredit that
1: yeah you're much quicker to dismiss it okay so is
0: this is this a conscious thing or is this unconscious like how does this work uh
1: Again, and like we were saying, subjective and objective is gonna be thrown around a lot here. I think that has to be from person to person and not only person to person, but based on the information that you're looking at as well. People can get upset that you know quails are decimating grubworms population somewhere. And
0: <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Hold- I just
1: watched wedding crashers. I'm sorry. I was just I just watched wedding crashers.
0: Oh, is that wait? Is that from what I was gonna say? Where did you get that information?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's from um, when they come back off of the boat and whatnot, Bradley Cooper busts onto the scene, everything's ready for the quail hunt, and yeah, he's just saying, I hunt quail, Jeremy. They're overpopulated in this region, and they're decimating the grubworm population. So, I don't know how I made that link, the cognitive uh connection there, but but. If okay. that is important to somebody, they're going to react greater to it. If that is their opinion, where maybe myself particularly, grub worms have never been high up on my priority list. Bad example, but an right. example nonetheless.
0: Okay, so that makes that's that makes a little bit more sense. Um, so is this something that, like, how often are we experiencing this, and how is it affecting, how is it affecting our day to day? like what like you know what i'm saying like it like because hearing about it it's like oh okay you know like i i'm i, I feel like i'm a, a bright enough guy that i can see what's coming my way or yeah well the lights like, are on <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> so like for someone like for like uh, just in general a person like how often are we experiencing this whether we know it or not if it's unconscious it, or conscious
1: Yeah, it could be any in every conversation that you have, in every shit, every commercial that you see, any type of you know, media outlet or technological outlet that we are exposed to. How many hours a day do you sit in front of a computer or you know yeah. by a television or whatnot? Um, there's constantly information thrown about that either you can blindly align with or think otherwise of And it's it's just a matter of ultimately it's having a, being able to have a skeptical mind about it and being able to analyze it and look at it from your own point of view, as opposed to blindly accepting everything that is being thrown at you.
0: Okay. So talk to me more about, more about that. Um, Like when you, when you see something that you don't agree with and, and your brain discredits that, is that a form of, cognitive dissonance is that what that is or is that something completely different am i way off base here
1: no you're absolutely on base um it is one it is completely cognitive dissonance and that confirmation bias plays into that because we inherently want to minimize the cognitive dissonance that we all feel
0: um so okay that makes that makes sense so and critical thinking and (laughs) yeah So how do we, okay, so let's, let's look at that, right? So if we're automatically suppressing, you know, this uh, normal dissonance that we, that we, everyone has, right? So I like the Cowboys, but if someone comes up to me and they're like, yo, the Cowboys suck, I might not be the best example because I, I do think the Cowboys suck. And I think they're a terrible team, but as a Cowboy fan, normal Cowboys fans, like, nah, they're great. They're the best team in the NFL right so like would that be a form of confirmation bias at like a very uh basic level that's not like harmful to anyone
1: yes ultimately because you're diminishing the argument the other person has because it yeah it's not it doesn't align with what you believe or whatnot. you already have a set in stone opinion formed of it and you know the stronger the opinion the more it's going to take to you know change that opinion naturally it's recommended that you're never a hundred percent on anything always leave one percent sure of your mind open to you know changes in evidence of anything and whatnot like maybe the cowboys will get a decent quarterback to replace prescott
0: whoa but, whoa. whoa you don't like dak prescott
1: oh i like i actually do like Dak prescott as a giants fan i do like Dak <laughs> prescott actually it's just you know he's out for how long yeah. but i think that's beyond the point right now
0: so how do how does this happen? Like in terms of um, having this unconscious bias that that runs through our life. How does that is that naturally forming? Do we learn that? And also, do you think like social media plays into that at all?
1: Um, to answer the first, well, to answer the last question, yes, social media absolutely plays into that every day. Now, especially now, with how individualistic almost every society has become right. individualistic as opposed to collective. Um you know individualistic societies, sure. you know, um promote the individual, promote um like personal gain and whatnot as opposed to A lot to- of
0: Western society. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: Yeah, yeah no, yeah, you yeah. perfect exactly they're the UK, Australia, yeah. the United States, they're all individualistic, motivated by the personal awards and benefits. Um and now with the emergence of social media that it is on Instagram, so, uh, Facebook and everything, everybody's practically their own religion trying to gain likes and followers. <laughs> That's so, it. it's,
0: yeah. Yeah. so it's, so it's- Sorry, I keep interrupting yeah. you, buddy.
1: No, yeah, you're fine. Like I said, I'm not an expert here and I need yeah. you know ideas to bounce everything, what I'm going off on off of. But, and so what was the second question? i got lost on the is it I, I, i'm taking <laughs> it back
0: to what you just said about everyone's their own religion trying to get likes i think that's a quote i don't want to gloss over i think that's pretty that's an interesting way to think about it
1: and followers yeah followers. And what, exactly yeah blessed be unto you <laughs> kim
0: oh. kardashian we love you kim yeah. kardashian Yeah,
1: and that could be another episode of celebrity worship we'll get to that later honestly
0: um, the So the first question or the first part of that question was Do we all like, does everyone have a different level of um, this unconscious bias or confirmation bias, or is this learned as we get older, or is it like hardened? The more that you go into your opinions, the more hardened you're going to become in your reserve.
1: Fuck. You keep asking me three questions at once. I know. Um, I think it is a natural. (laughs) its its it is, it is, it is, it, has to be a combination of the two of the nature versus nurture. People have to naturally go through life and they're going to develop their own opinions. But then I also think it is learned because as you grow older, you do develop those opinions and you become more cemented in those opinions. And whether you find um, arguments or information that align or um, discredit, you're going to have, um, you're going to put uh, specific weight into the arguments pro uh, for and against um, as far as oh, damn it what was the last question
0: i forget i totally forget i wish we were we were recording this i could just rewind it no is yeah it... you answered does it harden is it naturally occurring you answered that
1: yeah and i thought there was another one that was didn't okay i, mean,
0: yeah. I the amount of stuff i have forgotten yeah. is is exponential my friend i so, like to think
1: i have a great memory when i remember to
0: <laughs> that's good I'm gonna I'm gonna mark that down. That's a good quote. You're you are like ch- what did you have for dinner tonight, dude? You are like chock full of the quotes.
1: I can say it was pizza. It was uh, I told you it was pizza. It was actually a cheesesteak and a traditional Stromboli from uh, Lenny's Pizza in Flemington, New Jersey. Um, shout out to Lenny's Pizza. We are not sponsored yet. If you want to sponsor, go <laughs> on. Dude,
0: Strombolis. I mess. I mess with Strombolis. I like those. I love those.
1: Oh yeah, the traditional pepperoni, cheese, at sausage.
0: Yeah. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Is it traditional if you add something to it though? 50 cents. Is a wrap a sandwich?
1: Oh, that just blew my mind.
0: I know. We can we can we can we can come back Let's to
1: sec the technicalities of foods <laughs> yeah next next week on deep fried medicine.
0: <laughs> next week on deep fried wraps. I mean medicine. <laughs> um okay, so this I'm glad you brought this. I'm glad you chose this subject because I do think it's timely with a lot of things that are going on because in the age of social media, it is very dangerous. And I have found myself falling into that trap where I had to do a really hard reset on myself, like late in the summer this year where I was consuming more and more media than I normally would. Because normally like when I'm in the office because I've been working from home since March, there's no time to, to be on any of these medias. And I'm not saying I'm not busy. I'm actually, it was a very busy year for work. Um, but just the access to to like social media and things like that, changed a little bit this year. And I really had to check myself and be like, I need to go find like some real fucking sources for some info. Like I can't just have stuff pop up on my Twitter or on my Facebook or on my Instagram or on TikTok And be like, Oh yeah, that's true. It's like, no, I need to go, I need to go find that. So to me, the dangerous side of this and that like, there's what I want to find out is about the other side. The dangerous side is like, it seems like a lot of things like racism or misogyny or xenophobia or um, all those different bad things could be rooted in some type of uh, bias, confirmation, or or just unconscious things going on. Because if you have these beliefs, it's only going to hard. Your beliefs are only going to harden yep. more, right?
1: Absolutely. Yep. I was going to say, if you hold on to those beliefs and whatnot, and you're exposed to all this social media, and you keep seeing, you know, these news articles and everything confirming these, oh, okay, more people do think of this. You're just going to be more cemented or whatnot. It's going to be harder to um, ultimately change. Yeah. That. You have to. What is it called? I think. And I'm not being funny here. I really think it's called crap. C R <laughs> C R A A P. It's a like a matter of vetting sources. Like it's an acronym crap um it's like currency um relevance accuracy authority and purpose so you have to that's i guess the technical way of going through sources and seeing you know when it happened if it's applicable here and just what the source was has the reliability of the source so but again that is time consuming yeah how quick is everything now you're not going to go back and you know analyze every single piece of article that you want so that is ultimately the hardest thing not only to be aware of it but to be able to think skeptically and to analyze things skeptically for your own to make thinking your own and hopefully think in ways that you currently aren't to grow
0: so because the, this, and I sound like a, like an old person, like social media is out to get us. And that's not what I'm trying to say, but the algorithms, the algorithms that these platforms are built on top of and base a lot of their feed in are designed to just feed us what we want to see. And I think that's, that can be really dangerous um, because I I do feel bad in a sense, because the generation that raised us right for the most of for like you and I, it's the baby boomer generation. You know, I Mm -hmm. saw saw something funny. It was like the generation that raised us told us not to believe everything we read on the internet and see on TV. Yet, a lot of the baby boomer generation believes everything that they read on Facebook and everything they hear on Fox news. But I don't think that's exclusive to that generation because that happens with us. Right. It's just not as obvious. You know, we don't have the, our Fox news is Twitter and seeing a lot of people like, yes. uh, uh, and like one, one thing I heard, and I want to get your take on this is that the problem with social media. Well, there's a lot of problems, but again, now I'm sounding like an old man, like shaking my fist at kids on my lawn. We well, um, are, man. I know like so the one of one of the issues of social media is that not that it has given everyone a voice it's given everyone an equal voice on every subject so like I could be tweeting out about astrophysics and if I have more followers more people are going to see it than Neil deGrasse Tyson he has a lot of followers boom
1: big next point made. go on
0: you know like like just because a lot of people see something doesn't mean it's necessarily true it can it can mean that they can have their followers or their platforms based on credibility based on like you're saying relevancy and accuracy and and I forget what p was in the other a but
1: yeah purpose and authority
0: so okay so now i'm thinking do because a lot of times what people do is they associate wealth with knowledge and intelligence are we shifting into a new space where like we are associating uh social media prowess or like social media with, is with intelligence is that is that what we're moving into is that like a new additional thing that we have to is that another thing we have to fucking worry about
1: <laughs> no. oh god to... <laughs> yeah. yeah oh it hurts um i actually <laughs> never thought of that before but yeah the, the opinion leaders that have the followers and whatnot, uh, yeah, they're going to basically influence the the people that read those opinions. So yes. And that's a great point that you make about Neil deGrasse Tyson and people having it because I was going to actually going to ask is, and I don't know the word for it, but is can confirmation bias be applied to an individual? And it's particularly prominent now at the time of the election and whatnot, because maybe one of the candidates, each candidate had, you know, avid supporters or whatnot. And those avid supporters could blindly follow everything that that candidate says, whether it's about an accusation or the other and whatnot. So you pretty much answered my question without me even asking it. Yes.
0: It's okay. So that's scary. So like, should I be scared of the entire world? I mean, I want to, you know, I want to, I want to save some of our Questions we talked about for the end, but before we get to kind of asking the like, okay, well, what now, Stephen, <laughs> down this rabbit hole where I don't trust myself, I don't trust the way I think, I don't trust anyone on social media. Like, is there, we know on the one side of it, being oblivious to confirmation bias and our unconscious bias can be very dangerous, but on the other extreme, can't that just be as dangerous? Like, if you're skeptical. Of everything? What does that look like in practicality or in a in in a real situation? Like if you're just skeptical of everything.
1: I was gonna say, and that's pretty much just relates to question everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Doesn't it? And isn't there I, I don't know what it is. It's been so long since I studied philosophy, but I'm pretty sure there's a particular study on that that's just question everything. Not the Socratic method method where you just ask questions, but there's gotta be a particular study so, where that's literally the whole basis of it. Question
0: everything. I think that's called. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk you. I I was gonna say I think that's called being a dishwasher at Chili's, just not believing anything, and everyone's always wrong.
1: Oh god, and chugging hot sauce and eating cheese off the line.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, so that but like questioning everything can't. That can't. Like, how can you lead a healthy relationship?
1: Exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say it's detrimental but it's more detrimental to the individual. Okay. Um yeah as opposed to you know there's not going to be a wide spread reach as the positive of that would be. Yeah. The negative being you questioning everything, the positive well actually it should be switched. The positive of that is you questioning everything. The negative is believing everything. It comes down to a matter of you have to make thinking your own to develop a stronger sense of self and that'll ultimately give ultimately i keep saying ultimately to it will give you or provide a deeper sense of accomplishment in the expansion of your brain power and make you more prone to improve yourself self-improvement
0: okay all right so so what we've done so far before we don't know
1: what we've done so far (laughs) neither do i dude. it's so (laughs) close it's
0: it's it's a fever dream put uh you're writing this
1: down right you're typing this out
0: i'm not writing anything down you're not you're not
1: stenographing
0: this? No, God, that's a crazy skill. That's 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 wild. Skill. Have you seen the machines that they use for stenography? Yeah.
1: Oh, a p- picture of one, but just making it rounds on um.
0: On yeah. but is that real though? Because we saw it on social media. Is that actually a real thing?
1: I think so. Yeah, I edited it. I cracked it. <laughs> <We're
0: laughs> it. So so I just want to um, want to uh, summarize real quick before we get into this. This uh, round, rounding out of this. So we've talked is about on what confirmation biases or what confirmed biases and how we all experience it in day to day life. Like it's not just about politics. It's not just about these big things of race relations. It's not it's not it, it's in everything that we do. And that's OK. Right. Because you wouldn't be able to survive if like that has to be a natural sur- survival instinct is like okay if this worked already i need to just go with it because so far it's been good but mm. but it's been thrown in the fucking microwave as society has progressed over the last hundreds of years where now there's so many different pieces of information that are flowing to us our brain is like well this habit has worked in the past it probably is going to work in the future but if you don't check it it could be yeah
1: look at the constitution like you were saying a couple. Of- what do you mean now set that's it. Well, I was going to say, it was like you were saying before, it's got to be a living document and you can't try to fix, you know, just because something worked in the past doesn't mean it's going to work now.
0: Exactly. 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 Um, okay. So we talked about what it is and we talked about the different iterations of how it, how it acts. We talked about the different spectrums. So I want to jump into like kind of rounding it out. So to kind of wrap like, starting to conclude this conversation what so we talk about what we're going to try to talk about in every episode is things that you and i both through the conversation are recognizing that we need to work on ourselves because that's yeah we need need to take the medicine and let's fucking deep fry it so it tastes good so prescription (laughs) i i need a few prescriptions my man um so what now so what do we do with? we've just talked about this and I'm real, like the more that we've talked about this over the past couple of days in terms of just like exchanging ideas, I'm realizing that this is in my life a lot more than I thought it was. I originally thought, okay, it's just with politics. It's just with like certain things. It's just seeing stuff on Twitter, but it's really not just that it goes into a lot of different things. So what now, how do we like, how can I recognize this? moving forward. Because that's what I would, like. First thing I want to do to make sure I'm not falling down these rabbit holes and like falling into this, this very easy uh, conclusion uh, pool is I want to recognize it. So how would I, how do I set that up where I can recognize that in myself?
1: Well, one would believe that it's going to be present in every type of information that you're looking at. The goal to, come, excuse me, the goal to com- burping up cheesesteak, the goal to combat that <laughs> is to develop skeptical thinking um you know whether it be you developing or looking at things logically developing arguments dismissing fallacy and whatnot uh i see that's actually one of the biggest things of or one of the main take the main takeaway actually of studying psychology and whatnot not the and whatnot damn it not the (laughs) diagnosis of it or the diagnoses of, you know, diseases and whatnot, but the making of experiments, the whole thing was a matter of looking at things skeptically. And if you look at things as experiments, as in like, who does this apply to the sample size of who it applies to the method of what is being questioned and the result, it was a way of looking at things and being able to ask the right questions, the who, what, when, where, why. Um, So it's a long time practice, but that is something that I've been able to, you know, notice this whole, you know, blind obedience, um, diminishing a little bit and whatnot. What raises, what comes out of that, the interesting question is, what is the threshold between the knowledge seeking and action taking? What do you mean? Now, let's say you were looking at an article and you just want some information on it and you see this bit of information that upsets you so much that you think okay i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna change this perhaps not the best example here but 9-11 a lot of people saw that and then signed up for the military and whatnot that was um, something that invoked action so i think again that's going to be subjective per the information and per the individual of what that threshold between simply looking for knowledge and taking actions to change that information
0: so i guess my question is how do we so we can you know so what you're saying is to to recognize that you need to kind of build in your own governor on when you're taking in new information like a governor that applies skepticism but not too much in a way that you like ruin your relationships you end up moving into your mom's basement and you start posting conspiracy theories on 4chan. Not that much. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying that what was I was. M-
1: I was drunk and it was <laughs> Valentine's Day.
0: <laughs> I would love to know what conspiracy theories you believe in, Stephen. And maybe we go into that another time because I think that could be really fun. But yeah. yeah sure. So so like not so it's it's having a natural amount of skepticism, whatever you're comfortable with that. I know I need to do a better job of that because I fall victim to it all the time. You know, we were talking about it, but that goes into this next question is how do we combat that? So how do we combat what you're saying is like, okay, not everyone, like we're every day we're not faced with a nine 11 where an action is going into the correct
1: moment. extreme example, a very oh. extreme example, of course. Yes,
0: But I think it's a really good example because thanks we're like not everyone has the ability i know i sure as fuck don't when i'm sitting on my couch with my double chin eating pretzels off of a bowl that's resting on my chest scrolling through twitter i don't have time to research every single tweet with something so in a practical sense like how do we put that in like what does that tangibly look like for me how do i combat that like do i just I, or is it as simple as like just not believing everything you see on the internet? Is it that simple? Did we just waste half an hour? Yep.
1: Yeah, probably. So this was a great episode. All thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, I hope you have a <laughs> No, it stems from critical thinking and a developing an objective sense of thinking to be able to look at something objectively or universally as opposed to through your Soul point of view it takes years of practice and it stems from self-awareness and knowing yourself which is a process that is never-ending and will never be complete yeah. ever and, um
0: you've never it's... reached self-actualization
1: no come on Our man friends.
0: bro come on everyone you happens. see
1: this haircut look at my haircut
0: <laughs> it looks good
1: yeah that's because it's on a computer screen <laughs> i dim the lights though Sorry.
0: Sorry, before the episode, I was like, we need to do a better job of not interrupting each other. You have done a splendid job of that. And all I've done is waddle all over <laughs> every point you've tried to make. Troy's going to no, get I, mad at us. I thrive he, off of that, yeah. The CEO of Polar Media is going to get mad at us for this episode. So I, I'm back to what you were saying. That's okay. He
1: cheated Settlers of Catan anyway. He,
0: yeah, you know what? If you're he doesn't
1: cheat. He doesn't cheat, but I'll, I'll never forgive him for that. And I've said that to his face. I'm not talking behind his back here. We've had this conversation with him.
0: Oh, I'll say it. I'll say it. You don't have to say it. Troy DeSavino is a fucking sore loser at Settlers of Catan. I said it. There, I said it. Sue me. Sue me. I don't care.
1: <laughs> I was going to win. I was going to win. It was a three-hour game. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, I thought you
1: were going to flip the board that night but we'll get into that later.
0: I went to bed. I was just done. I think No, I went... we
1: finished the game. I thought you were going to flip the I thought you were going to quit but we're, we're we're getting off topic here. We love him. Oh, adore. Adore the kid. Um
0: so it's it's having what we were saying is like how do we combat that? It's so what do you say like it's it's having that self-awareness enough to know that you have a confirmation bias which I know that you know we all need to work on our own self-awareness and being objective. About ourselves and our actions, um, mm-hmm. which is one of your favorite words. Um, but also, could it be presenting yourself with information that you don't agree with on a regular basis, and not just submerging yourself in, in things that you do agree with? Would that help? Uh, could that ap- help?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Looking at maybe just to again use political parties let's say you identify as a republican maybe you go to the democratic uh, forum and whatnot and then you yeah. see what they're saying and whatnot that could absolutely help what was the question
0: no i think that that you answered the question okay. <laughs> you answered the, the yeah. question was how do i like we were talking about how do we combat it mm-hmm. but would it be helpful with just also consuming things that i don't agree with So just keep Oh
1: yeah. I mean if you can yeah if you can fit it in between, you know, pretzels and Twitter and yeah, you'll be
0: best type of pretzel. What what's yours? Mine are those like I love those little squares that are like the checkerboards? Checkerboard pretzels. Those are the best. The butter ones, the butter snaps or whatever.
1: Really? Okay. I like believe it or not, I like the Snyder cigar ones.
0: I was gonna say pretzel rods has to be a close second.
1: Pretzel rods, yeah, pretzel rods. That's what I call, yeah.
0: Worst ones are those big, really crunchy, thick ones. I hate those. My dad liked those. He still, yeah. got, I guess those. And I hate the tiny sticks too. Yeah. What the fuck is up with those? Those just make you thirsty.
1: Yeah. These pretzel Seinfeld sh- Seinfeld chat out. Good on you.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I hate them.
1: I feel like I'm being mocked.
0: So I know what I am. I don't need a smaller pretzel <laughs> too. <laughs> That's why you associate with the pretzel rods, right? Indeed, you're can we are confronting ourselves with things that we don't normally see? I guess that's Indeed. what we're doing with those pretzels. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I guess the one of the other questions that I have <laughs> is, um, uh, how big is your dick? No, I'm just kidding, I'm gonna cut that out. Maybe I won't. How do we confront someone that we cut. know is so ingrained with their own comfort? Like, if I'm talking to someone, Ooh. and I'm presenting them. Like I'm not talking about like a formal debate. Like I'm just having a conversation because what I do is I kind of run away from that situation. If like, if I'm talking to someone, like I got into a, um, kind of an argument with my dental hygienist.
1: Dentist. Yep.
0: Yeah. The dentist is great. Hygienist. She's a very, very nice lady, but she was telling me, we were talking about Trump and she was telling me why he'd be great. And I was like, I just can't get past the racism. And then she started telling me all these other things that I did not think was true maybe maybe they are maybe i'm just looking at things that it's a confirmation bias what i did was i avoided the the situation and i told the dentist to give me as many drugs as possible so that i could avoid the conversation that's that's what i did root canals went great i have two crowns in my head (laughs) well like what do we do like i can't just run away from every conversation where someone's really ingrained in something and they don't want to face facts what do we do
1: in any type of situation like that it's best to get if it's possible and whatnot and again it's use of practicing but it's through the socratic method if you can get them to answer the questions and then point out their own flaws in the argument and whatnot they answer that on questions there's plenty of examples of that but even if and that's the dangerous part and that's that blind following that we were talking about in the beginning and that's why it is so detrimental and whatnot just because it is so just because uh, maybe well, it's because of what you're used to and what uh and
0: yeah. sometimes like if you're so ingrained that doesn't work i don't know if you've seen those videos the guy from the daily show he goes to uh trump i miss john stewart i miss john stewart too it's uh, uh what's the field reporter's name but he goes to the trump rallies and he kind of does that. He cr- confronts them. I'll send them to you. They're good. Like one of them, he goes up Believe to Believe it me.
1: or not, I've seen a couple of them. And I think this is, the, this is the exact guy that I'm thinking about right now. I don't know his yeah. name because I don't watch the new daily. Sh- uh, since Stuart left, I don't watch it. Go on.
0: Your great haircut. First of all, I want to say whoever whatever this guy's name is, tremendous haircut.
1: Uh, yeah, don't rub it in. I just but, told you I was self-conscious about that. Damn.
0: I need to go to HoldFest soon. Um, shout out HoldFest. Shout out
1: HoldFest. <laughs> shout out HoldFest.
0: We spot I, I, Fest. We love we love hold Fest.
1: Oh, man. I haven't been there since February. I've been, yeah, dude, I've been putting a piece of sandpaper against my wall and banging my head into it for a haircut.
0: <laughs> I like your cut, G. Um, but like, so what he did was one of the, the ones was he confronted someone not wearing a mask. He's like, so you're at a Trump rally. You're obviously uh, against abortion. Tell me why. Oh, well, I value human life. And he's like, okay, okay, you value human life. So I see you're not wearing a mask. Why are you not wearing a mask? He's like, oh, well, that's my choice. It's like, well, if you don't see the irony now, I don't know if you're going to. So so you're saying just kind of like lead with questions. And if, if your intention in the conversation is to get them to change their mind, which let's be honest, like if you're trying to have a conversation with a coworker or something like that, I would personally not recommend trying to change people's mind.
1: So, okay. So what you want to do, rather than going to each individual instance of this because it is in abundance if you will quality or quantity in abundance is a matter of picking your battles you don't want to be that asshole that oh Swiss cheese is the best well why do you think switch cheese is the best or something you you know you're not going to yeah. question them to try to get them to change their mind and ultimately that goes into argumentative logic where it's not a matter of proving yourself right but both the wrong and That way you win still. It's just, it's, it's, it's weird, but yeah, don't, don't go trying changing everybody's mind about everything.
0: So that's, that leads me into my final question here. So how do we accept this and how do we live with it in a way that we're not turning into that skeptical person that's questioning everything we're not turning into that person that just is a sheep that goes along with everything. So I think if I can lay out what, what we've kind of the medicine that we've formed that I know I need to be better at practicing and I know I need to improve on and I'm sure everyone does. Is yeah, amen. I'm going to be, I'm gonna try to be more self-aware of the media that I'm consuming. I'm going to be, try to be more conscious about biases that I may have and like opinions I may have. And am I only consuming things that, that reaffirm your stance yeah. Affirm my stance. And then the other thing too, is like when I'm interacting with people and I feel like they're down a path, pick my battles. Like I'm not going to get into a, a fight with a boss or a coworker or the cashier at Shoprite, Or if little Miriam comes trick or treating here, and she's telling me about her dictionary. I'm not going to try to change her mind and make a thesaurus, you know. Like so, <laughs> take my so what would you say? How would you want to live with with all of this? Like, what what's the medicine you 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 want to take after all of this?
1: Uh, a suppository after all <laughs> this. Um, again, it's exactly what you said. It's being able to think for yourself being comfortable with who you are and your opinions and then anything that you feel strongly enough about that you see argumentative towards those opinions that's when you can take action or you know at least get into a conversation to learn about that opposition it's not necessarily a matter of changing or, or um, becoming aware that your so far stance but if you are able to find these instances that are important enough to you and again it's subjective per the information that we are discussing and the individual involved but if you are able to learn about that other side of the argument you grow your mind and you learn more about yourself or even could become more firm in your stance so
0: so don't believe everything you read on the internet abraham lincoln thank you so much for listening to this episode of deep fried medicine my name is austin disavino again joined by my good friend Stephen rudden and we do really mm-hmm. really want to thank um dan dankovic who's coming dan on as, coming on as our producer he's going to help mm-hmm. out with mm-hmm. media he's going to help out with editing he put together that preview that that everyone liked um so really, we're really, you know, I'm just excited to get this project going. And uh, there's a lot of really exciting things that are being, going to be coming out of Polar Media. So if you like what Steve and I are doing, obviously make sure that you're subscribing, you're rating, you're reviewing us, but also check out Can We Just Talk? That is Troy DeSavino's podcast. He's the CEO of Polar Media. Uh, check out Polar Media. My, uh, my boy, Richie Welbrock, Nick Brazina, they're reviewing different... Um, Musical albums. Their first one, I think, was Astro World by Travis Scott, and their second one is the Billie Eilish um, CD. I'm talking them into doing a Ska, a ska album, Stephen, which we're gonna have Streetlight. To- I got a gun in my hand.
1: Yeah, here's the look. Oh, oh.
0: the gun won't cock. Figure out my trigger, but the trigger seems locked. I can't stop staring at the tick tock
1: clock. And even if I could, I would never give up with the best of much, my- I can go on. Oh He's- man.
0: This is the outro. This is one take outro. We don't We don't need to redo this. This is perfect. So I think so. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We love you. Thank you. you. Yeah. Um, And we're, we're excited to be here every week with you. This is going to be fun. If, we're, if anything, Stephen, it's just you and I having more conversations like we used to at Table 65. So Indeed. that's the goal, baby.
1: Yeah, no triple dippers.
0: <laughs> do, do, do I want to have a good day or I just want to ruin my absolute yeah. day and get a triple dipper?
1: Austin, do I throw my day away and get a triple dipper? This
0: <laughs> Chili's?
1: Do, do you remember? Do you remember the name title of my memoir for working at Chili's?
0: Yes. Swamp Ass, My Time at Chili's.
1: No. Shit stains but shit stains before noon.
0: <laughs> That's so much better. Shit stains <laughs> before noon. A my, a memoir of my time at Chili's.